Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 65 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. Before we get started, as always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners and to you, the listener. You make this ministry possible. Now, I'm excited to have you on the Building Great Lives team here at the Building Great Lives podcast. It's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. Thank you for sharing these episodes. We're praying these messages of hope reach every possible person in every possible nation. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what to do when you feel disconnected from God. And I want to be clear from the beginning, feeling disconnected doesn't mean you're backslid. We've all been there. We've all experienced difficult days. We've all felt times that we wish we were closer to God. The goal of this episode is to help you reconnect, to help you strengthen your relationship with God. One of the main themes of the Old Testament is the relationship between God and the children of Israel. A relationship is defined as a continuing attachment or association. In Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 12, God told Israel, I will walk among you and be your God, and you shall be my people. Israel's choices often complicated their relationship with God. It's important to note before Israel backslid, God always sent them a word of warning in an attempt to stop them from continuing to drift further away from him. This relationship between God and Israel is a type and shadow of our relationship with God today. One of the most important things we can learn about God is that he desires to have a relationship with us. And as we begin to be overwhelmed by circumstance, God will always send us a word, a reminder, a conviction, a prompt, because he does not want us to continue to drift to the point that we disconnect with him. And let's be honest, life is complicated. Life is not always easy. We go through difficult situations. Not only is life complicated, but life is also busy. We work jobs, paying bills, raising children, running a business. There's always something demanding our immediate attention. If we are not careful, just as these things can cause our earthly relationships to suffer, they can cause our relationship with God to suffer as well. At times, we find our relationship with God is not as close as it once was. 
Thankfully, in Jeremiah chapter 24 and verse 7, God says, And I will give them an heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people. And I will be their God, for they shall return unto me with their whole heart. Our connection with God is much like any other relationship. All relationships require attention to keep them from drifting apart. Revelation chapter 2 tells us the story of the saints at Ephesus. The Bible says they labored for the Lord. They had patience and they stood against evil without feigning. Yet Jesus told them that they had left their first love. Ephesus, while living life, going through the motions, doing the things that needed to be done every day, they still experienced spiritual drift. We have to warn ourselves against falling into the same trap. We must go about our lives focused on the kingdom of God. If we don't, we will experience the same type of spiritual drift that Ephesus did. We must make sure that our relationship with God is top priority. There are many things that can leave us feeling distant, even disconnected from God. Maybe you've gone through a season where you feel like you've lost your way spiritually. Maybe you've been working a ton of hours, missed some church services, and now you're starting to feel disconnected. Maybe you've been hurt by someone in the church and you haven't been back in a while. Maybe you've experienced a tragic loss that's left you disappointed and even angry with God. None of us are immune to spiritual drift. It can happen to anyone. In Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 16, Solomon warned about wandering away from godly understanding. To wander away means to stray or drift away. The implication of the text is that the wandering away was done unintentionally. Most people do not deliberately plan to go astray from the things of God. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1 says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. In the New English translation, it says it like this, Therefore we must pay close attention to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. The phrase drift away is that of a boat slipping from its mooring and drifting slowly away. Spiritual drift is most often an unintentional drift. If not corrected, feeling disconnected from God can become a destructive spiritual condition. Because of the dangerous nature of being disconnected from God, we need to take the necessary steps to reverse course immediately. 
The longer you delay, the easier it becomes to drift further. The less we pray, the easier it becomes to not pray at all. The more we miss church, the easier it becomes to keep missing. A day without prayer can become a week, and a week becomes a month, and a month a year, making it easier and easier to drift away from God, no matter what has caused you to feel disconnected. The devil will always attempt to compound the situation by making you feel like you can't reconnect. However, the word of the Lord says in Zechariah chapter 1 and verse 3, Therefore say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Return to me, says the Lord of hosts, and I will return to you. God, through the prophet Zechariah, provides us a comforting reminder. No matter what the enemy may say, reconnecting with God is still possible. We find examples of this in the Bible. There came a time in David's life. He's anointed. He's experienced many great victories. He is king of Israel. But talk about making your life complicated. He had made some terrible life decisions. He sinned with Bathsheba, tried to cover it up, and when the cover-up failed, he had her husband killed. What a mess. And it was well over a year between the act of the sin and the moment that Nathan the prophet came calling David to repentance. David didn't just drift. He didn't just feel disconnected. He was completely disconnected from the things of God. When Nathan confronted him regarding his sin, David repents, and we see the evidence of that repented spirit because he writes Psalms 51, a song of repentance. It proves to us that one that has disconnected can, in fact, reconnect with God. David prayed in Psalms 51 and verse 12, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Joy in this text is cheerfulness, happiness. It's rejoicing. When David sinned, he disconnected himself from joy. Now, this is just speculation. It's not doctrine. This is just what I feel. I believe that David had begun to drift long before that he ever stepped out on the balcony and saw Bathsheba bathing because the Bible provides us with evidence when it says that in the time that kings went to war, David tarried in Jerusalem. David sent Joab out to fight for him. David was not in the right place at the right time. He had already begin to drift. And when you begin to drift, it becomes easier to disconnect. If you don't recognize the moment of drifting and begin the process of reconnecting, it can take you further than you ever thought you would go. So I really believe that. I believe David had already begun to drift and disconnect before he stepped out on the balcony. He should have been on the battlefield. But we learn that even in this time of full disconnect, God provided a way 
for David to reconnect with him. David prayed, I need my joy restored. That over a year that he lived his life, still king, still on the throne, but no joy. Experiencing a disconnect from God is a very tragic thing. We must prevent that from happening. And so the purpose of this episode, listener, is I want you to know, first of all, feeling disconnected doesn't mean you're backslid. However, you must take the necessary steps to prevent the drift from going further. If you don't stop the drift, sooner or later enough time will pass and you will find yourself further from God than you ever imagined. We can learn a lot from the prodigal son and his father. In Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 24, we find the story of the prodigal son. And I want us to consider two main points. First, what did the son do? And second, how did his father respond? The son took his inheritance. He took a journey into a far country, a long distance from his father, He wasted all his money on riotous living, then arose a great famine in that faraway country, and the son took a job feeding swine. He was so hungry that he thought of eating the husk intended for the feeding of the swine, but then he came to himself, and he remembered how the hired servants had plenty to eat in his father's house. He said, I will arise and go to my father and say, I have sinned. And I am no more worthy to be called your son. Now, I imagine the son must have been extremely anxious on his journey home, wondering how the father would respond to his desire to reconnect. He had drifted far away from the father, drifted far away from the intentions of the inheritance. But now he's desiring to reconnect. That's what the son did. So how does the father respond? Did he reject him or restore him? The father did not reject his son. The father had compassion on him. The father saw his son coming from a long way off and ran to him and hugged him. The father provided him clean clothes. The father put the family signet ring on his finger, welcoming him back to the family. You got to understand this ring was not just ornamental. It was the family seal ring used to, to imprint wax to make sure that documents or mail was carried out and sent so that anyone that would see it would go, that belongs under the authority of that family. So when the father put the ring back on the son, it was not that he was decorating him with the outward adornment of jewelry. He was putting the family signet ring on him. It was not something that he would wear all the time, but it was a symbol. It was a symbol that he understood. It was a symbol that any servant that was watching would have understood. It was a symbol that any family member watching would have understood. It was saying, you are back in the family. You are back under my authority. You are back under all that I have. You are covered 
by all that I am. This is a beautiful type of relationship that God wants to have with us. Life can be complicated. Life can be busy. Life can cause us to drift. No matter how far you've drifted, no matter how disconnected you feel, it's God's desire to have a relationship with you that is never ending. But just like any earthly relationship, we must work to make sure that relationship stays strong and stays connected. We can put in the time to make sure that the things of God are first and foremost in our life, even during difficult days. I found a life-changing revelation about God and distance. When we think about being away from God, it's natural for our human minds to think of this in terms of distance, like moving away from something that is set in a fixed location. But God is not in a fixed location. God is omnipresent. Omnipresent means God is all present. God is everywhere at the same time. Jonah tried to flee from the presence of the Lord, but Jonah, thankfully, he learned that God is everywhere, even to answer prayers in the belly of a whale. David declared it this way in Psalms chapter 139, verse 7 through 11. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. This is a life-changing revelation. It means it's never a long journey back to God. You may feel like you've moved a million miles away from God, but it's just as close as turning yourself to him in prayer, calling on his name, for he is ever present there to help you. No matter how far away you feel, the revelation about God in distance is God is never far from you. I have found six ways to reconnect with God. First, Regular spiritual checkups. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5, Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. We need to be aware of our spiritual condition. Paul told young Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 16, Take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, thou shalt save yourself. The key is we must take spiritual inventory of ourselves. Where am I in my relationship with the Lord? Number two, prayer. Talk to God. Don't be afraid to be open and honest with God. If necessary, repent. One of the best ways to reconnect with God is to talk to him throughout the day just as with any other person in your life. Communication is essential 
to strengthening your relationship with God. He is there to listen to all your questions and concerns and to provide you with guidance. Praying connects us with God. When you are finished praying, make sure you spend time listening because communication goes both ways. Number three, pause and reflect. First, take time to evaluate when you started feeling disconnected. Consider the cause. This can help you recognize the warning signs, which will help you avoid making the same mistakes in the future. Second, remember how God forgave you. Think of how he made a way for you. When you begin to think of all that God has done for you, this will renew a sense of gratitude. It's very important for us to pause and reflect so that we can reconnect with God. Number four, prioritize your life around the things of God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. 1 Timothy 4, 15, Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them. We must prioritize our life around the things of God. Number five, Pursue a deeper connection with God by serving in ministry. Find a place to serve. This will help you connect deeper to God. I've seen it a million times. Almost immediately, as soon as someone starts disconnecting with God, they start disconnecting with areas of ministry that they serve in. Please don't misunderstand stepping down or changing areas of ministry isn't always wrong. Certainly, God moves on us at different times to do different things. There's nothing wrong with resting for a season. Sometimes we need change. Sometimes we need the rest. But we just best be mindful of our motive for stepping down. And number six, purposely stay connected with people who are connected with God. We don't live in seclusion, nor should we. Most people work secular jobs around people that do not hold many of the same beliefs or values. We interact with people from many backgrounds. These interactions are a normal part of life. However, we need to be mindful of these interactions and keep them in their proper perspective so they don't influence the way we talk and the way we think. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Don't neglect fellowship with other believers. This will strengthen your connection with God. I want you to know, listener, that if you are going through a difficult season and you are feeling disconnected, I want to encourage you. We've all been there. This isn't something that is unique to you. It's a part of our lives being filled with complications and obligations. However, we must do everything within our ability to stay connected to God. The Bible says in the book of James chapter 4 and verse 8, 
that we are to draw near to God and he will draw near to us. As has become our tradition here at the Building Great Lives podcast, I want to pray for you, listener. I want to pray that God would strengthen your relationship with him. That if you feel disconnected, you would take the provided steps to reconnect your life to the things of God. Lord, I'm asking you right now, reach down and touch every listener. God, I pray that you stir up a hunger inside of them. Lord, I pray that you stop any drift that may be occurring in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. And as always, thank you so much for listening. In the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend. Maybe text them the link or share it on your social. You can find me on social at Trent Gillum, on Instagram at Rev Gillum. You can also reach me at Building Great Lives Podcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time. Let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions. 